Hi, hello, welcome to another episode of Space Squatch with Jay Whitecotton, your host. Yay, throwing stuff. Break it, wreck it. Sorry, uh, if, if, you, if I'm going to make this super quick because my roommates are playing Super Smash Brothers because they're 13 and it's 1999. Yay, 9-11 hasn't happened yet. That's the good news. The bad news is it's coming around the corner. Um, real quick, uh, I, I know it's been a couple of weeks. I, I'm trying not to overdo this because at some point you're not you're not going to give a shit. If I release this every week, you're going to dismiss it, right? It's got to be special, you know? Got to surprise you here and there. Also, I was on tour with the American Heretics Comedy Tour with my buddies Tom Simmons and Stuart Huff. And uh, that kind of took up a lot of my time uh, traveling. We were in Chicago a couple of days. Uh, picked up a one-nighter in Cincinnati. Thank you, Go Bananas. That was super helpful. Uh, and uh, two nights in uh, Dayton, Ohio. That's right, it exists. Fabulous, historic Dayton, Ohio. It's a real place. It's not like the not like they make it out in the movies. It's uh, way more glamorous. Yep, someone died. Anyways, um, my guest tonight is Larry Garza. Today, my guest today is Larry Garza. Larry Garza, one of my one of my best friends in the world. I love this guy so much. Kisses. Uh, Larry is a very funny comedian. He's also in his mid thirties and he's stuck in San Antonio, Texas, and he's going to go nowhere. So he thinks every day you get to feel that energy from him. If you're living in a city and you feel like you're going nowhere, I think you'll have many things to relate to in this podcast. And you know, you'll get to empathize a little bit with Larry and, uh, maybe find some hope for yourself. Maybe you'll realize you don't need to go to another shitty place. Maybe you can do it from there. I, I don't know. We're all trying to figure this out. It's a very comedy-specific podcast. Also, we get into a little medical drama as uh, we reveal that uh, Larry had cancer for a good He still does, I guess. I don't know. We'll find out. Larry had cancer, came down with it. It was very scary. In fact, during this uh, interview, there was, uh, there was a good chance of Larry having big seizures. Uh, saw his eyes twitch a few times. Maybe you'll hear that in the podcast. Uh, also... Uh, not just so you don't get sad, uh, since recording this podcast, Larry's been seizure free for three weeks. So I'm not saying that my podcast cures cancer, but, um, I'm definitely implying it. So do what you can. You got a grandmother? I'm just saying, you know, make a listen, looking out for her. Anyways, uh, as a little side note, in case if you get a little too wistful, if you get a little sad about Larry throughout this podcast, because he, he, he does get a little sad here and there. Gets, a little, gets very honest and very revealing. Please know that um, uh, since recording this, he's been seizure-free for three weeks, and he just had an amazing, uh, amazing, beautiful vacation with his family over the spring break at Disney World. His two kids, Mikey and Gunner, his wife Andy. It's beautiful to watch them all together. Uh, it's beautiful to see Andy and Larry together. If you don't know, they're uh, they're very Hispanic, and they hate each other and love each other, and... and uh, Everyone wonders if uh, who's going to murder who. And uh, it turns out Andy was more jealous of the cancer for possibly taking Larry. We don't know. We, it, was, it was a race between cancer and Andy to see which one would kill Larry. And uh, we love Andy a lot for that. And uh, I, I honestly, uh, I'm going to just say this now because I'm sure Larry's going to show it to her now that I said this. But uh, Andy, I hope you and Larry are trying to murder each other well into your 90s. I hope you destroy each other's lives and to grand old age be fantastic <laughs> i'm blasting a lot of bullshit and also larry stop talking about other women's tits that's that's gonna upset andy a lot that's probably probably a lot of the reason why she gets angry at you you know i know you do it tongue-in-cheek style but uh you keep that tongue out of your cheek 
All right. I, I hope you enjoy this episode. This is really fun to really fun to do. I'm going to, it's going to be fun. If you listen to me, I come off really nervous because uh, my friend was so close to death and I was genuinely, generally caring about him and trying not to show it on this podcast. So you'll see that little restraint. Uh, maybe a couple of pockets I try too hard. I don't know. That's my insecurity. I'm projecting. All right. Anyways, fuck it. Enjoy. dynamic you and you you and eyes is that you say it yeah that sounds good uh d- dynamic is that the mexican of you to pluralize eyes eyes yeah well how would you say that uh you and i i what i really our uh, dynamic thank you what i really appreciate about and you know i was gonna blame my medication nope, nope. it has nothing to do with it. our dynamics uh, our dynamic what i like about our dynamic is that we are the classic example of uh what it's like to grow up without without your without your parents around, and then you're the one like, please take my parents away. Yeah, yeah. yeah so it's <laughs> it's nice to be like, oh, that's what hap- what would happen if they stuck around, and you're like, oh, that's what would happen if yeah, they fucking letters left. to the state, like, please, yeah. what are you, you guys are dropping the ball. Yeah, it's like the ba- I always used to think that the realizing what could have happened if like my parents were together or stuck around or wasn't raised by my grandma that it might it would not might have it probably definitely would have been worse you never know uh that's the thing you never know and I that's do. why it can't be the defining thing for the rest of your life you man I, I went in the time machine like it, you know and i saw what happened so back in the days ago when you're lacking back the days in the days ago <laughs> time machines <laughs> yeah no it's uh i i just i've never used it as a uh i don't i i use it as a prop on stage you um, are a prop comic when I want to upset people sure. or just like, oh, you guys don't like these bits. All right. That's your, Here's the truth. that's your great, that's your reading the great Gatsby. Shit. Kaufman. The Kaufman. Yeah. No, th- this is actually the, the reason I, did, I, I wrote all the family bits yeah. was one, when I started comedy, I was like, oh, I have a gold mine, but yeah. then no one laughed at it. Well, yeah, it's sad. <laughs> well, and I didn't know how to make it funnier because to me it was already funny. Sure. But then, but sa- you had gotten over it. You had gotten past the sad part and you had seen it for the, isn't that funny? Because it, yeah. it was funnier describing it than <laughs> it was living it. Yeah. Beating me. Beating me. <laughs> right? Yeah. Right, guys? Hello? And then Hello? people were like, I came here to have fun, not feel sorry for somebody or relive horror. Well, there's that. What, what got me was, uh, was two things. Was, uh, was the, 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 the culture of sad fuck comedy. Sad fuck comedy, right? Yeah, everybody's go up there. My therapist told me to start doing stand up. Oh, right. Okay, sure. I, yeah, so everything yeah. was like a one man show. My father died. I have cancer. I fuck <laughs> you in the face. <laughs> there was that one. Well, I got fucked in the face with cancer. I didn't. And I didn't. The only cancer material I've done so far made it to the DVD. Uh, Two weeks after I found out I had cancer. Yeah, we, we're recording this because I might not come out. I might, yeah. yeah. I was like... But again, po- even then, watching the footage, you didn't make it the thing. I didn't. It wasn't a defining thing. I had to Because you had the, the same tension. Yeah, don't tell me to fuck myself in the face when you both were cognizant of the, I don't want to be that guy. 
I don't want to be that no guy. No one wants to be that guy except the people who are trying to hustle. Yeah. Hustle sympathy Fuck and likes. that, dude. Well, I, that's what comedy became for a good period there. Yeah. Like 2009 till... 2008. I think it's going away now, finally. But there's still that The sad fuck comedy? Yeah, just like, you know... The guy in the Ellen show? Is he, did he die? Who? The guy, Quincy Jones? He's dead to me. <laughs> not not the uh, music producer. I know, I know. The, the guy that co-opted the music producer's name after he got banished from Seattle for being a sex offender or something? I don't know. Is that know. true? I don't know. It's hearsay. But is he still alive? So it's like the truth? You know what sucked when I got cancer and... There was already and a comic and, embraced by Ellen. Yeah, and but from what I understand, it wasn't true, right? Like it was a, like a, a no con or something? Well, well no. Uh, people are saying it's a con. Some people are defending it. Uh, all I know is from friends of mine who are kind of annoyed by it, who don't feel like talking about it publicly, or just like, mm. just like this motherfucker doesn't show any signs of chemo. Well, see, I can see that's everybody paid money. He's just going out partying. I can defend that because I'm fat as shit and I haven't done one round of chemo uh, and I've done one round of radiation. The the reason behind that is the type of cancer I have doesn't react to chemotherapy. They're like, you're never you're not going to do chemo with uh, kidney cancer. Yeah. Right. Renal cell carcinoma. The way he sold it was he has terminal cancer. Is stage four and only a few months. No terminal stage, terminal yeah. cancer, and only a few months to live. Yeah. See, yeah, because I could, dude. You did. You phrase it as like I have stage four, but there's good signs. Yeah. I'm still scared. They told me to be scared. And right. It's fine. See, but I said all that on stage because I had a lot of people there, and that's not like bragging. Those are people like, holy shit, I want to see my friend before he dies. Yeah. A lot of those people weren't weren't fi- quote unquote fans. And a lot of those people hadn't seen me do comedy, and they're like, "Well, shit! If I if is I'm going to see a, this, might be the last time." So I went out there trying, you know, just wanting to do my material um, uh, on my special, and um, it was tight. It was tight, and I, and I told everyone, I told the producers or whatever, uh, I make it sound like they're my friends. Yeah. So I, I told the people producing it, um, "Hey, cut! Look, guys, let's just." You know, gorilla in the room, this shit. I have the shit out of cancer, so let's just talk about it real quick. Guys, get ready for my closer. Yeah, right. <laughs> I did it within the first 15 minutes, and regretfully, I should have opened with it, fucking talk about the elephant in the room, and then move say, on. let's move on. But it, it was in the middle of it, and Jess, you know, uh, my best friend, community go-go partner that edited it, said, you know what? I'm going to keep it, man, because it's a really kind of sincere part. And there's a tearjerker that I, I close. They say, Larry Garza. I come back out and I am just like, I love you guys so much. And everyone's crying and stuff. And I go, Are you going to keep that? And then Jess is like, No, that's way too personal. Yeah. And I'm like, That's what I want. And, but I didn't because I didn't want any of it. I just wanted it to be my special. And I didn't want to do a GoFundMe or anything. I wanted that to be my essential GoFundMe. But it was more like a go fuck yourself because people would rather give uh, me because they give to me because they feel sorry for me and I'd have to deal with that hour of bullshit. Listen, I don't want to. I don't want to download anything from Dropbox. <laughs> exactly. You know, from it's a cure for cancer. No, all right. No, even if it was a cure for cancer, no one would want to go to VHX to download it. Well, it's hard to take your cancer serious when it's followed by a t-shirt gun. 
<laughs> I sold shirts. That helped a lot. Yeah, it's hard to take cancer serious when it comes with a merch table. <laughs> Fuck, dude, are you are you serious? No, no, because <laughs> that's all cancer is—is is a <laughs> big like fucking up. merch table, I know, dude. You're wearing a March of Dimes uh, uh, shirt. Yeah, well, that's 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 <laughs> baby, uh, baby babies dying. That's premature babies. No, the fucking uh, fuck cancer you shirts. You tell them to grow up a little. <laughs> a little. That's very good. That's a very good joke. Yeah. You should have said that at the March of Dimes uh, fundraiser we did. I, I want to tell all those kids to grow up a little. <laughs> oh, <I said> enough. <laughs> but it's good. It's just the truth. Um, it's not an offensive joke. It's just fucking the yeah, truth. It's just jokes. Grow up. It, a little. Grow up <laughs> a little. A very, very little. No, man. It's it's Cancer is a big merch table. There's so much like ribbon stuff and fucking shit you wear around your 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 what's this called wrist and it's fucking well, yeah, everywhere because i love like i like how people think walking is going to achieve anything walking whether it's cures cancer or a protest i'm gonna walk for you well then walk to the bank and just give me some money <laughs> why filter it through all these organizations when I'm just gonna see a fucking tiny bit of it, I'm willing You're to. You're not gonna see a tiny bit of it. That's going to fund the next T-shirts. Yeah, it, thank you. It's not like yeah. it was like how many colors are on this motherfucker? This is an expensive shirt. Well, that's why I loved when the football got called out. It was like we're pink all of October. And You're like, you guys really should focus on concussions. Because <laughs> <laughs> I think that's killing a lot more of your players no than breast cancer. No shit. A lot of your offensive linemen have probably dangers of getting titty cancer but uh yeah no thank that, you that 0.5 percent was it or like five percent dude technically I'll, giving the breast cancer awareness to feel good about themselves i'm sure some people who were doing who are are doing it and you were know roger doing goodell it. nfl commissioner jesus you know i was really upset about that rapist defensive lineman who beat his wife but you know what he's he's against breast cancer <laughs> If only he could beat up breast cancer. And not just an healthy breasts. If only he, instead of focusing on her head. <laughs> if he was just hitting her in the chest. If only like, this rapist with uh, concussions, who have concussions, could really focus on breast cancer. <laughs> then, but he's wearing pink, and I want to beat his ass for being a fucking... <laughs> no. The, the thing that I've noticed with the... 0.5% go into his breast cancer and buy this t-shirt and pro like I, I know the game proceeds go towards your portions of the proceeds I should say the one you know thing that doing? really you really you're selling your DVD so all the proceeds go to your to me cancer. yeah no, sorry your cancer yeah I'm expect how, how soon is a uh, Susan come in coming with her uh coming over goons like hey uh <laughs> cutting in here, yeah, with your uh, with your t-shirt, nice so t-shirt. Susan dude, yeah. B. Coman's you know, the boss needs a little cut. Yeah? Been hitting the open mics so she could do a fucking DVD, a wow. fucking comedy. Susan B. Coman comedy special performed at. I don't know. Yeah, so I fucking I don't know where to be. Like I want integrity. Well, it's which is a little bit more important. But well, then again, when I'm starving, my kids aren't eating. <laughs> <sighs> Classics. Well, it, it's. I know you had to take a break from doing comedy and stuff like that. But yeah, I can't. Mostly this. I mean, this podcast is creative to creative based. Yeah. If there's something that I could do here at home, how are you? How are you keeping your chops up? Because your mind still works. Yeah. Um, Knock on wood. <laughs> well, um, Facebook and Twitter. You know, because 
I'm, I can take my time with a short sentence because yeah. no one's listening to me say it. I know I'm kind of like at a loss for words with, with some things and I don't know. It's yeah, it's not coming out now because you're all excited. And like yeah, 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 yeah. But I know you just took your medication, so I'm waiting for that. For the... <laughs> no, man. The Bats and birds! The brain tumor has has caused seizures, which are gnarly, and they can happen at any time. And uh, I... Okay, so I had kidney cancer, and then I had uh, surgery, and then I, got, I moved to my lung, and then I had surgery. But I could deal with physical pain. Like fuck that. Like I was on I was on a on stage less than a week after my my lung surgery because my mind was there. I was fine. I was like, oh, this will hurt just for a little bit, right? Went back to my full time job real shortly. I was like, fuck it. And then when I had, then I just couldn't read while I was watching TV one night, and I woke up with uh, I I I knocked unconscious, and then I woke up with EMS in my house, and they took me and they found a, a tumor in my brain, and this was like. December. So it was June, June, went back to work, November, right? So I was like, all right, so went in, found the tumor. They said we we're gonna do radiation. Okay, I was fine. Radiation two weeks later, and then I all those superpowers. All those superpowers. And then I went back to my full time job and like everything's fine. And so I was like, I'm gonna continue to eat healthy, continue to because I'll tell you what, you lose a lot of weight. When you get cancer, I was so jealous. It was so awesome. Was so envious. And these cool fucking scars and shit. And so I was like, okay, I'm not, you know, I'm fine. I got radiation. They said 90% success rate. Awesome. So then you were so nice to drive me because I couldn't drive. I had to be six months free of Caesars. So, funniest person in Texas. You know, I had one funniest person in South Texas, and you were uh, nice enough to drive me. Made it to Dallas. I had one little like, oh, I think I'm gonna have a. No, I remember that. Yeah, you're looking at a road sign like, uh oh. Yeah, because I couldn't read it, but I did and did it. Had the worst set of my life, and I'm like, That's sweet. Bad. It's huh? It was. I've seen worse. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Thanks, but it was still pretty bad. No, it was awful. It Thank was you. <laughs> I mean, I would have prayed for a seizure. <laughs> All right, just to get the, the. That's why it was so bad. Well, no, it's funny because when you go through seizures, like I know you Facebook lived it. It was really weird how all that racist shit came out during. Because <laughs> like, it's really inside me. <laughs> it's like Tourette's, but Larry does have Tourette's. He has a brain tumor. Man, that cancer is so racist. racist. Oh, it's white cancer. Oh, there you go. It's white cell count. Right. <laughs> oh, I have AIDS now. Uh, so, um, so then, okay, cool. And then the club calls me back, even though I had a shitty set. And they're doing this uh, uh, tryouts for that Kevin Hart, you know, show. Right. And so I was so excited. And there was a lot of signs. I need to listen to them. You weren't able to take me. I felt it too. Yeah. Did you? I did. Yeah. That's interesting, because you weren't able to take me. Uh, a lot. A few people dr uh, dropped out. They were going to take me to the funniest person in Texas. So uh, I was going to pick up a ride, uh, a ride with Raymond Orta uh, and Mario Salazar because they were going to do it too. And I was, they were running late, like it was crazy. Like, and I went, all right, so I'm waiting around with Brian Gutierrez, uh, who was, uh, took me like to meet up with them. And then I, I'll, I don't know where I have another fucking seizure. All my, I was about to be on my way. And holy fucking shit, Jay, I was pissed. You know, woke up with EMS around me again. My wife was there. I missed that audition. And at that point, man, I was like, you know what? Fuck it fuck it why bother eating healthy why bother exercising why b bother to like you know get back out there and not let this beat me i was like okay you can eat a salad again yeah right i was like okay you beat me okay fine so All right, fine burgers 
Yeah, I was because I was like, you know what? If this is how my life's going to be, fuck it. Fuck it. Fuck it. I'll just be the fat piece of shit. What's it going to do? Give me cancer? Th- yeah, exactly. That's what I kept saying. I was like, what, what's this taco going to do? Give me cancer? Give me brain cancer? So You're it, putting like aspartame literally in the... Right? I'm just uh, eating asbestos aspartame tacos. And so I was like, all right, fuck it. And so... You know, it went into the depression and stuff like that. I'm st- that I'm still in. I mean, you're at my house doing this because I've become this recluse, right? Oh, I love that. I just wish I was rich like fucking uh, Howard Hughes. Well, you got the toenails, but <laughs> yeah, I do, right? <laughs> They're there. So yeah, I mean, it, you're not at the good part of the story. You know, I'm on my third medication to try to figure out what's going to keep stuff from from killing me and yeah so. you're so you're dealing with this but you still you're still an artist you still think about this stuff so i find i know you've got a facebook and twitter artist uh, right guys okay, well you're losing credibility very quickly. i'm trying to <laughs> i wish i could blame the cancer on that but i know that came from you nope that came from me i don't want anyone to like respect me are you worried about from this to, show are you worried about trying to keep yourself sharp yes very much so that's why i've been i've been tweeting a lot and trying to make sure that what i what i say is kind of clever i've never been the most clever guy anyway but that's, that's a lie. <laughs> come on. No, it's a lie. Hey, come on. Fart jokes are my thing, right? And so I just been wanting to to maintain it. Uh, and if I can do it in in script, then I'm like, okay, I don't have to worry about. It. Like, okay, so Raymond Orta has been a godsend as far as gig wise is concerned because yeah. if I'm offered a gig, I just say no. So he kind of godfathers it and gives me an offer I can't refuse because it pays well for a short amount of time in front of a large amount of people. And I, God bless him for that. Uh, Like the whole reason why I got on stage a week after my lung surgery is because it was at the Empire Theater and it was like 800 people. I was like, that's fucking awesome. Real nice theater. And then when the, everything happened with my brain tumor, even after the fuck it stage, he got me a gig with him in town too. Cause I was also like, if I got the best fucking gig of my life, but I had to travel, I would say no. Yeah. You know, Madison Square Garden, sold out theater, hey, do a guest spot for Louis C.K., right? Everything that I would ever want, I would say no because of how afraid I would be that I would have a tumor on stage. And so he was like, hey, it's a local show. It's My biggest audience before was 1,500. This was like uh, 1,000 more than that. It was like 2,500, 2,100 people. And so I said, okay. And right before I went on stage, it was just going to do 10 minutes, I had this massive panic attack because I forgot all my jokes. Not only had it been two months since I had performed, I couldn't really, I was looking at my little set list. And so my wife was there and then, you know, she was like, it's going to be okay. Raymond sees me. He gets really concerned. Are you okay? You don't, you don't, you don't have to go on stage and, you know, not trying to be a fucking TV movie about it. But I was like, no, I have to. So I just started doing my material in front of my wife and she started kind of guiding me. And it's sometimes it's hard to make those connections up there. I, yeah, I didn't want to go on stage and so you're bomb the panic attack, but I also know with the, with the Caesar medicine, yeah. you get foggy and it's hard to remember. Dude, holy crap, man. And so the, the Caesar medicine I was on previously made me an, ass, made me an asshole. Um, I don't, I hate to break it to you. No, dude, no, no, no. I know what you're going to say. Double that <laughs> regular Larry asshole. I was like, it was cold outside and there is like a, a line of people outside like shivering and, and Raymond has got a big, uh, uh, Dallas cowboy following. So I lifted up a, a window where other people were, were just wearing jerseys. And I was like, how insulated are those Romo jerseys guys? I was yelling at him like an asshole. 
Um, anyway, so I, I hate to be sappy, you know, but when I got on stage, it, it all kind of went away. And one of the things that I've realized about where my tumor is and the way that it works is even though I may forget how to read, you know, and and even when I talk, it may come out all fucked up or whatever, yeah. the scripted stuff was there. So I was able, my cadence was there. I was able to say, you know, the lines properly. You know, it didn't seem like it was rehearsed stuff because I know. Well, it's uh, part of the job of masking. Right? Exactly, exactly. So I went, I killed. And the only time I, I hiccuped was when I was trying a new joke. But I do that to myself for every big show. Yeah, it's a shame you weren't in the funniest in Texas competition. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I wasn't. How do you, well, yeah. were you able to, a lot of the times, like, it's very hard, like, I'm a big fan of trying to be creative in the moment. Yeah. And when you're on stage, just letting loose a little bit and opening up. Well, were, when, when were they're you conscious of that? Were you able to pull that off? Or, or yeah. did you just stay by the script? Well, what I do for big shows, just to keep me on my feet and give me something to be nervous about. Besides I'm, seizures. <laughs> <laughs> well, the thing is, I'm shitty when I'm not nervous. If I'm not nervous and I'm doing scripted material, like the, the combination of it, I'm terrible. Like, you know, you could tell. I mean, I'll get laughs, but like, I don't respect myself. Yeah. And the true fans of comedy are like, oh, he said this before. But if it's a it's an important show and I'll say, oh, I'm going to do this joke that I've never done ever. Like, not even at an open mic. <laughs> I, I do that to myself. Yeah, you need so, that tightrope to feel like, yeah, oh, I need to be alive. So then I, I care. It's like pinching yourself before you mask. Uh. <laughs> Cutting yourself a little. You Just know. a little bit, right? Or bleed, bleed a little bit, feel alive. Or whoever you're next to that doesn't know you're masturbating. <laughs> um, We've all been married. We, come on, guys. <laughs> We've all been next to a sleeping person that doesn't like you anymore. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, so I, uh, I fucking, you know, it gives you that, okay, well, I need to hit on my regular material so that I can give myself some cushion for this shit that may not work. Yeah. And then if it works, you're on that high and yeah, then you do yeah. the the material you know because you're proud of yourself like that's just what i do what'd you do what joke yeah what'd you uh what, what was new uh fuck it was uh oh so i talk about how odd it is for uh racist people in um texas especially racist people that uh people that are racist towards mexicans because texas was mexico and borders are lies so it, this is based on truth where they're like, why don't you go back where you came from? And I say Seguin because that's a part it's a, it's a town in Texas. And they say, no, I'm talking about your ancestors, like your great, great grandparents. I go, Oh, you mean Seguin our whole, you know, our, our, my whole family has just been in this fucking area before fucking Columbus stole it. Right, like right, right. it was probably Seguin where Wait, he you don't landed. Have any Spanish blood in you? <laughs> Mestizo blood? You could say that, but you, you don't have a castle <laughs> outside Portugal. Yeah, you aren't part of uh, you aren't a conquistador. Um no man, it, that's what I say you because you don't use a Z at the end of Hernandez or an S? No, I have a lith. Like, is that a lith? It's like, like no, it's my ancestor's an accent. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so uh, that's the point. And I got a good laugh because it was a predominantly Hispanic crowd. And I had never said it before. And, um, you know, I was able to have the timing and stuff like that. And it was it's like a minute and a half joke. So 
that that went over well. And that was so, enough to keep you in the moment. Tonight. Yeah, yeah. All Especially right. with me shake because I kept telling myself just stick stick to your material because <laughs> you you can at least end in a laugh before you collapse with the floor shivering. Yeah, nothing's worse when you're shaking the mic, but the, yeah. the bottom of the mic is a little loose. So yeah, exactly. And then someone going, "Oh God, another Michael J. Fox joke, really." <laughs> Someone give that guy a baby <laughs> and a margarita. Right, exactly. What I was gonna say, add some milk and uh, uh, ice cream. But you went alcohol. I'm a family man, Jay. <laughs> how do you uh, how do you stay sharp? Uh, you can't read right now because of the. Well, the thing is, I can't read when I'm about to have a seizure. Oh. Right now, I can kind of read. I, I I I read like you know like a middle school, you know, jock. What are you feeling about? What's inspiring? <laughs> well. I'm all about embracing like my life, and I th- I've always I've always thought about I've always gone by the by by the um, I hope you edit out my pauses. Uh, uh, you got to write about what you know, right? Um, Roger Corman, the the film director, always like don't try to write yeah, a script. Yeah, he knew everything about toxics. You're right. That guy. Well, he knew he everything. I'll tell you what he knew. Every what everything he was about a janitor. Cheap filmmaking. <laughs> because what he said, and I and I, I use this for my comedy, yeah. is he says, uh, "Don't try to think of something out of the blue to write a movie about. If you have access to a boat, you write a script about a boat, <laughs> right? Uh, and so that's how I feel about comedy. Like if you're trying to pick stuff out of the blue. that inspires you you're going to be searching forever but no one could hack your life right do you you not get any creativity out of like escapism to a point inspiration from or like you can you you can you're living this every day do you is there you can escape from your own experiences how so well you exaggerate and and you uh fantasize and you what if you know, your thoughts have to be inspired from something, yeah. you know? And so if me and you um, are friends and let's say we went to Catholic school, right? And I'm, and I'm saying, oh, hey, remember Sister Teresa, blah, 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 blah. She was a bitch, you know, she was from Ireland and yada, yada. And this is all like real life shit. Then a bit about an Irish nun is born from just us talking start my inventing her backstory and exactly and then next thing you know you have this bit and then that can even fucking uh daisy chain off of uh you can write a bit about irish people you can read uh, write a bit about weird folklore and and leprechauns and other people and then that's <laughs> where it that's where it's inspired is um and protestantism yeah no really and and so that's that's what i feel like a lot of people have different writing styles and my writing styles comes from hanging out with my friends, and what did I say to my friend that made them laugh? How have you find escapism through your cancer? Jesus. Jesus. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I pray to him. I see him way too much. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Scare, is, uh, it scares me. <laughs> little creepy. He's kind of hanging around. Uh, the, the cancer material... Okay, Not here it is. Material. No. I, I'm just talking about in general. Like, oh, in general, escapism. Well, yeah, it, because of the cancer. Like it, everything is eventually because you want to be a comedian and, and you think that way. If you think, fuck it, fuck all else, fuck the stage, fuck everything. Like I can't. I know. Not yet. Uh, <laughs> in the if you're if you're talking about like just in general, your mind's gonna work regardless. And 
you know what's you know it's really scary when I have the seizures and stuff. Yeah. My my mind, like my um, personality and and my uh, me, my identity, doesn't go away. Everything is kind of physical. I know it was very racist. <laughs> it's not me. Well, things that I'm saying out loud and all the gibberish or whatever, it's what comes out. But my mind is there. My mind, the way I think, I think like me. Uh, I'm I'm trying to say, look, don't worry. But what comes out is you know or whatever the fuck. But in my head, I'm me. So that's fucking frustrating. And if that that happened, it's just like. You know, you know how like poetic it was, the that that fucking Muhammad Ali wasn't able to speak. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, I, I couldn't wait for that guy to shut up. No, but what I mean poetry is poetry and in motion. Well, no, he was known for his mouth. He was yeah, known like, for speaking, and then it was tragic that that he, he was wasn't able to speak. Well, yeah, and that sucked too. Yeah. But I mean, that let's just talk about how quick-witted he was, how funny right. he was. And then he wasn't able to speak, and it was so tragic. Because you could see all that stuff was still there. Was still there. The way he would react with his eyes and all that when he was talking to people. I hope that doesn't happen to me. You know, because right now, I, me not being able to read very well and me losing it more and more and more, I, I don't know what will happen if I get a script. You know, like, you know, because I, I still like comedic acting and stuff. I, I have an answer for that. What's that? Bill Murray. Bill Murray doesn't read scripts. No, and I didn't know that. He's very known for that. Ghostbusters. He didn't. He just did his own thing. That's hilarious. Yeah, he did I, that for Stripes too. I'm pretty sure. Really? Yeah. How did how a lot do of plots work? Just, <laughs> I think I think what happened was uh, in the Ghostbusters, he didn't want to like they they asked Steve Martin first. Oh like, right, and right. Like, oh, and he knew it was a second choice, yeah. right? So he just walked around. Bill stairs. He just fucked with him the whole thing. Man, Seymour would have been great. Yeah, that's <laughs> but I, I, yeah, I know. And Eddie Murphy <laughs> as Winston. God. Oh my God, that would have been awesome. Yeah, I, I, don't, I, I think a lot of it's just roll with the punches. Right. Uh, I'm just curious to see how you're gonna do it, and if you're even conscious of it. That's why I was asking. Yeah. How do you escape? Like, it seems if you, it's, it's interesting to me that people you, visiting me. Yeah, that's part. Like of right it. now, bringing recording equipment. <laughs> well, it's not even just that. I mean. All all circles of my life have come by and visited and stuff, and and that and that feels so much better than visiting me in a hospital. Because yeah. when I was in a hospital, you know, I, I had visitors, yeah, and I'm but so glad Trump took away your health care. Oh my God! It what did home. you know that it was election day that I had my first seizure? <laughs> oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. So in the hospital, and I was watching Doctor Strange. Were you? <laughs> no, I, I I was in the hospital. With Andy, my wife, and Justin Regan, the comedy guru, were with me when we were watching uh, fucking Trump win. I go, we need to get the fuck out of this hospital now before it costs us way too much money. Yeah. Right? And so, sorry, guys, Obamacare. I have it. I have insurance. Gotta go, Beaner. <laughs> You're Mexican, too. I'm sorry. They told me to tell you that. So, uh, yeah, the escapism comes from people visiting me. And I've 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 just been a depressed pile of meat and skin. Yeah. So well, I think, but that depression's always there. I mean, now you have a great well, excuse it was it. buried. Yeah, you know, but now this is like, all right, I'm not gonna mask it anymore. After the the second major seizure, I was like, you know what? 
That's it. Even families. Hey, you want to come over? No, no, I really don't. No, I want to be sad. Not, no, not sad. Not just sad. I don't want to be defeated. I don't want to have a seizure outside of here because we had a little uh, uh, family reunion uh, like a week, two weeks ago. And I was like, oh, cool. I'll just go where I'm comfortable. But then I had a really bad seizure where I was comfortable. And I went, I don't want to have it in front of other people anymore. Not so much that I'm just embarrassed because obviously I shared it online. But that was creepy. Uh, me sharing it online? That was really creepy. You Facebook lived your last seizure. Mm-hmm. And I, I walked into the green room, uh, the club. Uh, Josh Cabaza was on the couch. And he was watching it. What was he? He was or, watching was it. Was he jerking off? No. Please tell me. He was off. crying. <laughs> oh, was he crying? I think he was, he was crying. He like quickly wiped his eye. Yeah. Like, oh. <laughs> and then I looked at him. I was like, yeah. What's funny is it's not that bad compared to like actual epileptic seizures. Those are fucking yeah. like demon possession. Well, I was trying to find those videos to post on the comment. Yeah, like, watch this, asshole. I was going to do like the hippie, hippie shake. <laughs> <laughs> My seizures are weird, though, man. They, they, I, I can't talk. It's because I have a tumor in the Your left part of my brain. seizures have a lot of opinions about the Jews. <laughs> right, they sure do. Very strong opinions. <laughs> like, I don't mention them when I talk about <laughs> Holocaust, Holocaust Day. Day. Yeah. <laughs> well, the cancer voted for Trump. So maybe... Donald Trump is just a really nice guy with a giant tumor in the left uh, uh, hemisphere of his cerebellum. No, I think Donald Trump is the tumor. Ooh. The same way I think Stephen Hawking is the chair. Wow. Yeah. Like, it's a, like he executes a, people? No, th- like the body is like this host mm. and the chair just absorbs life force and talks. Fuck, it, like Skynet? Yeah, it just uses the person. No, Shit. Yeah, it's, it's so he's a Terminator. Fuck, that's great, dude. Stephen Hawking's not a Terminator. He's yeah. like, uh, he's like, uh, in, you know, Independence Day uh-huh. when the alien thrust its yes and through head. data, yeah. yeah, through data, yeah, uh, whatever his name is. No, yeah, same thing. Yeah, blah blah blah. And tomato, tomato, literally. That's like, what the person that Stephen Hawking used to be. I just, I appreciate all the work he does with Daft Punk. <laughs> stupid, stupid. <laughs> I God think damn it. he's a great. Singer. It's a shame he can't dance to one of those songs. Yeah, more like Jubador, right? Let's go. <laughs> he can't dance to any of those songs. <laughs> he makes the band, he makes the beats, and he can't dance to and it. And then Pharrell takes his job away. Well, he's already got Lou Gehrig's disease, and I know he's never played baseball. I love that. That's yeah. one of my favorite ones. It's so true. Not not even the most sensitive person in the crowd could deny that. What I like is that uh, <laughs> I feel safe saying this, that we could laugh at this because you have cancer. No, I don't know if his no. Lou Gehrig's disease trumps your cancer. I don't know either. That's a good question. Uh, yes, just for the suffering. Oh, yeah. I'm sure there's a medical community of comedy where they're just arguing over who can do what. Yeah, it's like Josh Blue could cover whatever the fuck, and Chris Fonseca could, you know, get one of the, whatever the fuck. The palsy comedy tour. They all hate each other. Like there was this the weird... ballsy palsy comedy tour. <laughs> There was this, I don't know, like that weird thing in the aughts where everybody just started forming their own comedy tours. It was the Axis of Evil, mm. After the Blue Collar, like, oh, this is what we got to do. Yeah, the original kings of comedy, the original Latin kings of comedy, the original queens of comedy. My two favorite groups that didn't really come together like they really could have, Korean comics and palsy comics. Oh, dude, like how many ramps would you need? For the Koreans? Uh, <laughs> I mean, they're short. <laughs> North or South Korean? Anything that covers up Bobby Lee's dick. 
What? Yeah, because it's always showing it, right? Oh wow, that's so funny for the Koreans. <laughs> do you uh, do you are you able to write anymore, or do you take notes on your phone? Yeah, I take notes ideas? on my. You know, what's funny is I can type. Yeah. Can't really write too well. Uh, well I've read your post. Thanks. No, no, no. I can type. Beep, blop, blop, Jews. Blop, blop. <laughs> Why do I hate the Jews? Because I'm so Catholic. And everyone likes I'm it so, just because yeah. you're dying. <laughs> right? Like, oh, I know I get a bunch of those because oh, I've yeah. I've turned up some turds and I'm like, oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm like, yeah, I'll take the likes, motherfucker. No, I still only like the ones that are good. I know you do. So if I see that you liked it, I went, that's right. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I, the problem, here's, okay, so you, you're talking about Bill, Bill Murray. I've always had the writing style of bullet points because if I write it two word for word, it loses loses it. And I know we were talking about scripting and stuff like that. And I just I meant that kind of loose, just you know, point A to point B to punchline, yeah. right? And so, you know, everyone has their set list or whatever. So what I'll do is I'll write a word, a parentheses, the 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 point and key joke, and then I'll I'll have a word for the punchline, and then that turns into just the name of the set. And then I put that in a set list. Right. That's how I write. So, do you feel that? Do you feel that with all your medical things? Do you feel like there's a challenge to your process, and that you got to develop a different style? No, I, I, I don't. I, I've been, I'm starting to develop. I want to get all the cancer shit out of the way and do a cancer album, and then maybe just pick the cancer's greatest hits. I don't know what to call it. Uh, <laughs> I don't, uh, I don't even want to know. No, because uh, I'm a fan of the. Obviously not. <laughs> I'll tell you what names escape me a lot, and 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 so um, Crumb, he drew oh, a lot Crumb. for him. The, it was the American Splendor, Splendor guy. Yeah. yeah. Fuck, I knew his name. Uh, Harvey Pinkel. Yeah, yeah. Pink Har Har Harvey Pinkar. Pinkar. Yeah. And so he had the 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 cancer year. And it was a, a, a really, really awesome graphic novel that him and his wife wrote. And it was real fucking intense. And this was before I had cancer. That I, I, I just thought it was amazing. Yeah. And then Ron Schock had the Cancer Chronicles on YouTube. The Canadian one, yeah. Yeah, so that was great. And, my, and Andy had made friends with Rhonda. And Rhonda has just been... Ron Schock's wife. Ron Schock's wife. She's been just a doll. Like, it's not all cancer stuff. She'll just send us memes and things. Like, she's been... Yeah, no, she's a sweetheart. She is a sweetheart. And and then um, Steve Hicks, Bill Hicks's brother, has also been fucking awesome. And I'm not name-dropping. You're appreciating. I'm, I'm so lucky, man, that two idols of mine that have just coincidentally Extended family of idols of mine. No, well, yeah, yeah, no, I know, but I know. <laughs> it's, it's, it's just that connection because I, I wasn't fans of them because they had cancer. I was fans of them already. And the cancer connected us and, and I don't have six degrees of separation. I have like two yeah. and I can't have one. <laughs> right. And so it, it, that has just been really, really great. And the inspiration there is that even though Bill Hicks didn't have a cancer album, you know, Ron had no, his No, he YouTube. did. It was uh, Dennis Leary's No Cure for Cancer. Fuck. Because Dennis Leary stole all his jokes? Jesus Christ. But Harvey Pinkar's 
graphic novel was just one graphic novel. Got it all out of the way. Um, and, and it was part of his life, and he, he got his creativity out of it. Ron, Ron wasn't able to perform. You know, he, 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 he went downhill quick. So he actually chronicled his life and showed what happened to him. The last video, the last chapter, will make anyone fucking just break down and cry. It was in a hospice, man. And Rhonda filmed it, poor thing. And so I'm like, okay, that helped me, right? Harvey Pico's uh, graphic novel helped me. So even though I, I have this, um, what's the word where you feel bad that something might happen? Cancer. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, have this, I have this guilt that people may think that I'm using it, but I just want to get it out of the way well, while yeah. it's happening. Everything we've ever talked about has always been, that was your biggest fear. Yeah. The GoFundMe. You're like, yeah. fuck, I don't want anybody to think I'm trying to. Because I'm not. I swear to God that I'm not. And so every move that I make, and Andy even sees it, and we, we in arguments where I'm like, she's like, hey, do you want to get pizza? No, I want to eat the food people donated to us. Yeah. And we'll get an argument, and, and then it'll end up just like, you know what? The kids don't like fucking... Um, lasagna they're gonna eat this lasagna that that really nice family friggin bought us yeah and so they'll eat it and then oh hey i do like it that's how i am right even though yeah well you should be people donated to do that food but you fucking live with fucking elementary school kids and try to get them to try something they they're not familiar with <laughs> that's not a corn dog yeah ex exactly but the whole the whole point of all, all everything i'm saying is that the cancer has developed some pretty funny stuff has what are you excited about you know what i'm excited about as as far as material uh i'm still working on it and i've said it on on stage a couple times um <laughs> a few times i've been on stage is uh i'm developing this this bit about how gnarly offensive it is when people try to help me <laughs> and and it's not just sensitivity but it's when people send me links of, uh on bullshit cancer cures this is fantastic i want to talk about this yeah where I'll, I'll get a link they're like hey larry i know we haven't talked since middle school but i, I saw a friend of mine share this link and i hope it uh, helps and i think you should try it oh you know yeah m maybe what is it uh and it's an australian it's come of the egyptian warriors thank you it's like uh this bee from honduras <laughs> uh when this is a true one that it, it, if it stings you it kills the cancer cells from blah 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 and even though I only know this because I'm a cancer patient, but cancer is a generic fucking term for a growth of cells, yeah. right? And so kidney cancer is a different form of cell growth than lung cancer. And even though you can have or a... like a fetus. Yeah, right. Or if you have a tumor grow in your lung, you don't have lung cancer, you need to figure out where it came from to yeah. figure out what kind of cancer it is. So for any strain of weed that, you know, this motherfucker's <laughs> trying to get me to buy, it doesn't, he, do, he, it is impossible for anyone to have a 100% cancer cure based on his fucking uh, uh, walnut macaroons laced with goddamn fucking weed Listen, man, butter. I was just on Etsy and uh, Seriously, man. crafted. Or the, or the famous one, there's a Netflix, Netflix special. Uh, is the Gerson diet? Have you have you heard of that one? No. So I this is part what's of what's a Gerson? 
Okay, so this is part of my. It sounds like a fat person. <laughs> well, it it is. Garson. So here, do you want me to do the, the bit? Yeah. Do you want me to to, well, to just say the point, be on? Yeah. Okay, so don't be on. Just say the thing. Okay, okay. I'll just say the thing. So people are sending me these these links uh, uh, on this Netflix special and this website for the Gerson diet. Now, Doctor Gerson was a doctor in Germany in the 30s. And the, the tagline is, because we all trusted Germans in the 30s, right? That's what I say on stage. Um, but basically, he was uh, studying, you know, a cure for cancer, and he had all these, like, you know, uh, uh, people in, in his, in his uh, uh, fuck, what's it called? Uh, cl- not clinic, uh, trial. And what it was, and then he moved to the United States to escape the war, and so he lost all those records, right? So he still kept them uh, in his... Uh, um, trial uh, data, but if those people survived or not, he lost track of it. So he just kept them as like check mark, right? But yeah. the, 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 his website doesn't say that. But basically, you were on a vegan diet, right? With all, all raw vegetables, which is good for you. I'm yeah. not denying that. Um, but you add coffee enemas, real, that's, this is real. And what's supposed to happen is that coffee is supposed to blah, 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 blah. Well, I just do that for pleasure. Just, right? Well, I just butt fuck a Folgers can just because I want to come. Feel. Yeah, right? <laughs> just because I want to cry. I want a good cry. Um, but this is what's supposed to happen. And so his great, great grandson or granddaughter, or whatever, took over, added um, cow liver, raw cow liver. And so it's, it, it's a successful like camp or some shit. Yeah, it sounds we're, like a food truck. Right, and like the, the Gerson diet, exactly. Yeah. Go on fucking Sixth Street on a Tuesday, <laughs> and you got the the Gerson wrap, right? It's um, so I, I, you know, I have bits on stage, the 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 corny bit that works very well that I'm not proud of, so I'll say it right now, is I'll uh the the two punches that I have are uh, um, the only asshole I want touching my coffee is a barista making it for me. And the best part of waking up is in Folgers in your butt. You know what? I'm singing that in my head. Fucking laugh, but it gets. No, you son of a bitch! I was singing that in my head. The best part of waking up is Folgers in your butt while you were talking. In eighth grade. While you were talking, (laughs) and then I felt like such an asshole. I was like, "Listen to what he's saying." And then I said it. Be conscious of the thing. And then I was like, "What if I dubbed it in?" What if I start dubbing in the podcast just random horrible shit? Or commercials. And then I stopped it in the best part of the week. And I was no, that's stupid. Get back to it. And then that's and then the goddamn punchline. Because Ugh. here's the thing. Here's the thing. I think people see it coming, but they're like, I'm he's too mature and he's not going to say it. And then I say it and they're like, yay! Because <laughs> oh, I'm not proud of it. But it always gets like Kabaza. We're talking about Kabaza. He was cracking up the first time I said it. Yeah, that's your first warning. <laughs> I know it's dumb, but there's a lot of the times that I um, that I I like just being simple and dumb. Simple and dumb's fun. Simple and, and dumb probably, is fun. Probably, yeah, I, I've never because I also blame the I blame the crowd for laughing. I was like, you should laugh at that. That's so fucking stupid. Well, you've, you've had smart bits, and you've always. Sure, sure, but my sure. favorite bits are always simple and dumb. I mean, yeah. I know I do a lot of like charged. Yeah, you're not supposed to talk about that. Like, yeah. I, I mean, I'm attracted to that. Yeah, but I think it's also because I'm attracted to that that I like stupid Brian Regan so much yeah. more. Yeah, y- you know what? You know what's funny, man, is that I had to realize not early in my solo career. It took a while that the the comedy that I'm a fan of isn't the comedy I'm good at. Oh God, yeah. Yeah, that was a big. The grass is greener. Yeah, that that like opened my eyes really big, and I was like. You got to do stuff that makes you happy, but 
if you're not natural at it, you have to do the stuff that's natural. I don't know about that. I think uh, I think that that's I me. think you're right. I think you're right. I mean, I can't tell you. You why. should you should challenge yourself. Absolutely. I'm going to challenge you. Yeah. Uh, well, right. that's why I do those bits that I've never done before in very important shows. That's me challenging myself. But I want I want well, to. I'm going to agree with whatever you say. I look up to you. Uh, the Jews control the media. <laughs> I think I said that one seizure. I think I had a seizure and it came out. <laughs> it was when I had an interview with some newspaper. A like hundred years ago, if you were going through that, they would be writing it down and creating a religion around it. Really? You think yeah. so? No, yeah. I know because they're like, obviously God, God is <laughs> talking through him. <laughs> and it would be uh, the Conjuring 3. And that's the story <laughs> the Seventh Day Advent. Uh, <laughs> no, like, um, you got to challenge yourself. Like, what do you care about? That's genuinely what I always thought you should talk well, about. Well, it's funny that you say that because... So my first point about writing is you have to write what you know, right? And this this last thing that you're saying is, uh, what do you care about? And what I one thing that I very that I care about very much is people understanding what religion is, right? Because I went to Catholic school from yeah. kinder to twelfth grade, yeah. and I know it very well. And cherry picking the Bible fucking annoys the shit out of me, and even though I believe in God, I believe all organized religion, reli- excuse me, religion's wrong. I think it's all wrong. And then at other points, I think they're all right. You know what I mean? There's none, but as far as what differentiates a Muslim and a Jewish person and a, and a Catholic and a Protestant, that's where it's all wrong, right? And it's, it's funny that you're saying you should start your own religion. I fucking want people to see my points and go away with, wow. The what I grew up with and feared isn't necessarily true, yeah. and I'm also not going to be ashamed to say what I believe around these cool people that are going to call me stupid for even believing in a god. All the cool atheists and shit, you know what I mean? And that's that's the point that I want is like you, you shouldn't be afraid to admit what you believe, but you also shouldn't blindly listen to it. And the reason why I know that is because. I got kicked out of a fucking uh, seminary, straight up, go- going to be a priest, for questioning Bible study. Because I would r- raise my hand at, you know... Um, that was your first mistake. Right, because, yeah, left the, m- the mouth wide open. Uh, now, because we were talking about hell one, one day, and then the next day was God was all forgiving, and that always fucking bothered me. And I got in a fight with a priest because, and this is obvious, this is why people leave religion, is I was like, wait, 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 yesterday we were talking about hell. Yes. So how is God all forgiving if there's a hell? I'm sure if anyone's like facing fire and brimstone, they're going to say they're sorry, (laughs) at least, right? (laughs) And then he was like, so you don't believe in hell? I go, no, that's why I'm here. I'm asking you. And he goes, so you you don't think Hitler's in hell, right? And then I went, by your logic, Just no. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I went, by your logic, all he needed to do was say he was sorry and he's going to hang out with those fucking couple thousand people he just murdered. Yeah, well, what's going to happen is Hitler's going to die and they're going to look at Hitler's evil deeds and go, it's like, says here you killed six million Jews. Actually, that's enough to get you into Christian heaven. Oh, right, no, in. really, yeah. right? Where's and that? There's all those six million people that you, you gassed are all in purgatories, right? Um, they were never going to be here. 
Right. Exactly. See, and that I don't believe. I think it's fucking bullshit. And that's what I care about. I, I know. I feel the same way when it, when because uh, I love history and I like. Yeah. I've been studying a lot of ancient history recently. And, and I'm it, like, there's a lot of people that did, uh, there's thousand years at least of people that had no idea Jesus was the only way they can get to heaven. Well, the thing about the Catholic religion is that every person went to hell until Jesus died. So that that point, at, at, at least according to to, to the Catholic like, Bible, like the monopoly. Or it is, <laughs> you know, you can look up any fucking YouTube video or Bill Maher uh, I know, documentary. I hate, and I and hate, get the oh. no no but I mean because it's true though you know I know like, I think about this all the time and nothing gets annoying when you see someone on stage trying to let me tell you what Jesus is all about and you're yeah like, we all thought about it yeah it know. it that's that's the point I'm trying to make yeah. is that say something that isn't already known any smart person knows that Jesus wasn't born on December 25th how the fuck would they know that and you know yeah, the three pagan wise, solstice yeah that, all yeah. that stuff and you know oh they stole it from this you know pagan god and all that yeah, but like Zarathustra and, and that's what you that's the kind of conversation that you should have with somebody at a fucking dinner table who's you know telling or, you that I'm wrong because I don't xyz right right uh that's what I'm passionate about R- religious stuff and the whole just because I am religious doesn't mean I'm one of those stupid people. See, I don't know if you're religious as much as very superstitious. Yeah. No, that's that's another bit that I'm working on is I'm not sure if I'm OCD because I'm Catholic or I'm Catholic because I'm OCD. Yeah. Because Catholicism is the perfect religion with someone with OCD. Like every time I pass the church, I have to do a sign of the cross, <laughs> which you we've been on the road. I do it uh, every time. Everyone has a flat tire. Yeah, I do a sign of the cross, right? Because it's it's superstitious and uh, OCD. It's just straight up the way it is. And then, like you ask anyone with OCD, like why why do you uh, check the you know why do you uh, knock on your forehead every time you pass the stove? Oh, I don't want my children to die. <laughs> um. What uh, with your healthcare the way it is, are you worried about it? Or are, I mean, well, who, here's who do you wh- want on your death panel? That's all I'm. Asking. Here's what reason why, and I've always recommended this to a lot of comics that can't move. Yeah. Right. The the people with kids, the people with oh, roots. I thought you were talking about Chris Vincenco. Jesus, he can move. He's got a fucking the palsy. He's got a wheelchair. Man. He's good, dude. He can uh, shake. Yeah. I, hey, Chris, if you're listening, man, I love you. Um. What was the point I was making? Oh, I've always told comics that are A, just starting out to, uh, or B, they have like wives and kids, to get a full-time job and and make sure it's a nine to five so you can do the, you know, eight o'clock uh, open mics and you can do a week and it won't, and you can actually make money for your family or get some money to put in your pocket so that it, but when the time comes that you can actually use vacation time to travel, there'll come a time where you can quit that job, but you can still have insurance to where if you fucking get cancer, you're not going to get fucked. And I've always told the ones that are young, get the fuck out of whatever little town you live in and don't be a big fish in a small pond. Be a fi- uh, suffer. D- why suffer in a city that's not going to help you suffer and, and fucking build a life in a LA, New York, Chicago, something like that, Austin, right? Um, especially if you have nothing here. But if you do have something here, get a full-time job and work. And the, and 
people always talk about sacrifice and you know i do a lot okay i see you go to bars for fun right i i see you fucking play video games i see that you're in a fantasy football league Larry, it's called networking it's not fuck that's what they say it's like if you really want to sacrifice sacrifice all that bullshit <laughs> sacrifice all that needless bullshit write good jokes write good jokes fucking when people go to sleep and uh, you got your shows you got your your netflix thing fucking write fuck so you'll sleep when you're dead you know what i mean like every every, every wife needs a a way to you know to get out and has has a club has girlfriends to go out with and every guy every husband needs that wait time away from your family and you go out with your boys you have your fucking bullshit golf bowling league or whatever the fuck but if you're a comic and you're funny your release is your comedy and you should write your comedy on your breaks when you're at work can right? you uh, can you sacrifice your depression to do that i am a f- i did for 15 years but now i am afraid to have a seizure on stage and i'm afraid to have one in public and i see what you're saying but once i get on the medication that's really going to control it or when i can at least figure out what my trigger is of what's going to cause a seizure so i could stay away from the food or the activity or the whatever the fuck that's causing it then i can get back on stage and i can spit out all this shit that I've been writing and stuff. But when you're a family guy and you're literally afraid to die, that you're going to die, then you have to sacrifice things you really love, like comedy, so you can spend time with your family. Because me sending the kids to their room so I can fucking work out a set (laughs) that I may or may not do is pretty stupid. So that's why I'm down to do podcasts. I'm down to do Facebook live videos. I'm down to help out young comics and I don't know everything, but I know the basics that you're not doing right. It's like, you know how you're addicted to meth? Yeah. Stop, stop smoking meth. It's amazing how much that actually affects the upper mic scene. All the meth heads. I do. Have you ever seen, um, Ratatouille? I'm a, I know I'm I'm showing my dad roots real quick. Have you ever seen it real quick? Yeah. Okay. You remember when uh, uh, the the guy writing writing the 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 critic who hated that the guy said everyone can cook, right? And he's like, no, only you know talented people can cook. And then realizing that that's not what he meant. It's not that every single person can cook. He meant that a great cook can come from anywhere. I feel the same way about meth cooks. <laughs> but I feel that way about comics. Turkey. The thing is, anyone can get on stage at an open mic, a real, true open mic, not 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 a, a showcase. Yeah. A showcase, thank you. Not a showcase that says open mic, like a real, true open mic. There's uh, meth heads, uh, uh, fucking homeless people, and people don't know that they're meth heads and open people, murderers and shit like that. They're just like, hey, you want to hang out? <laughs> sure, <laughs> right? Okay, well, you need five bucks to get into wherever we're getting. Okay, I'll go get it. And just like white men can jump, they go and rub, rob a liquor store and come back, hey, I got 10 bucks, right? And so people don't realize like, holy shit, I don't know this human being at all, right? And here he is in my fucking house doing a podcast, right? <laughs> and so, junk for a while, man. good brother. Uh, so I've told people, especially female comics, I, 
I call them comics 90% just comics 90% of the time. It doesn't matter if you have a dick or not. But when it comes to like safety, you're a female with going by yourself with a man that you don't know who the fuck he is that could hurt you. Working out at the uh, pirate open mic. Yeah, just working out at a f- fucking yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, so even though the greatest fucking comedian of our generation may not be discovered yet and he's working at the Pirates Open Mic, you know, at that bar. Also, local comic murders an entire uh, uh, group of people at Pirates Open Mic, you know, is also there too. So just be cautious with who you call friends just because they are able to fucking hold a mic and they can come up with clever one-liner Zach Galifianakis hacks, you know, just be, just care about yourself. And people that are that can possibly truly become your friends will naturally truly become your friends. You don't have to hang out with people just because they're on a fucking comedian's Facebook group. Right. So, you're, yeah, you're not chained to the commodity. No, and you are allowed to be alone. Yeah. Have friends that aren't comics so that you can work on your set, work on your material, and then stay and watch the show because you're a fucking fan of comedy. Not because you don't have any friends outside of that and you're just desperate for it.